Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Nearly and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast. All eyes will be on Avoncard Park Sean McDiarmada on Sunday at 2pm for the throw-in of the National League Round 2 game, the first home game of the, this year's campaign where Leitrim face Cork. And Terry Highland's men will be in action after the fine start they had in the campaign last weekend in Derry expectations have risen amongst the Leitrim faithful and it will be interesting to see how they continue that progress into the second round against Cork on Sunday. We'll be talking to Shane Quinn who was part of that squad who took that point home from Derry on Saturday night and Aidan Rooney who was there at the game in his role with Ocean FM as a pundit with them. We'll be talking to both those men later in the programme ahead of the National League encounter. We'll also be taking a quick look back at the GAA results of the week in terms of school sports, where St. Nathie's ended Ballinamore's interest in the B Championship on a 213-27 scoreline, while Carrick Community School progressed to the next round of that exact same B Championship on a scoreline of 215-39 over Presentation College. Uh, Carrick will continue on into the next round of that tournament. We'll We'll bring you updates on that as that season progresses. There was also more celebrations in Drumshambo School for their victory. Last week we talked about, and we talked to them about their win in the National Cadet title. This week they have gone one better and they've won the competition between the North Champions and the South Champions. So the Champions of Northern Ireland versus the Champions of Southern Ireland. And they played on Thursday in Dublin in the National indoor facility in the in Abbottstown in the National Sports Campus and they ran out winners on a scoreline of 25-20, 25-27, 25-22 so three tight sets and we'll be talking to their mentors John King and Shane Hegarty later in the programme. In soccer it's a uh, National League is drawing closer with 14 days to the first games in the Premier Division Another week to the first games in the first division uh, as they start later in the month. At Lone Town is the venue for Sligo Rovers. They have a friendly tomorrow at 1pm, Saturday that is, at 1pm in At Lone Town. Uh, so Liam Buckley will get a chance to run the rule over his side after their big win midweek. They had a 5-1 victory against a rather disappointing, it has to be said, a side in Balna Mallard in Fermanagh on Tuesday night. Longford, they are at home to Finn Harps in one of their last pre-season friendly games uh, at 6.30 in Bishopsgate or City Calling Stadium or Flanker Park or whoever sponsoring them at the moment. It's Bishopsgate uh, and it is in the Strokestown Road in Longford. So a, a decent day for any soccer fans. Head for alone, have some lunch, back to Longford. You get two games in there uh, and you get to see four local sides at Lone Sligo, Longford and Finn Harps, uh, local to the northwest at least. So a good day out for any soccer fans. There's also some junior soccer action on Sunday morning and it's the Bee Park is where most people's focus will be from a local soccer point of view when Manor Rangers play Cartron. Cartron slipped up last week, they lost top spot in the league. Manor Rangers can go one hand on one side of the cup if they beat Cartron this weekend. With games in hand and Cartron slip up last week, it puts Manor in a brilliant position to make it a two-horse race effectively. They will need to take all three points. We'll be speaking to Thomas MacDonald, the manager from Manor Rangers, about their chances of doing exactly that on Sunday morning. It's a big, big game and a big decision in terms of where the Sligo Super League will, the Sligo Leitrim Super League, will rest over the summer when the 
league is on a break. So we'll be able to see how Manor get on in that league title chase. Uh, three big games left. Carteron twice, home and away, and a home game against um, the Kingpin, Kingpin's Carberry. So they'll need to win uh, at least two, if not all three of those games to win the league, but very doable. One win already against Carberry away a couple of weeks ago has really blown the, the league wide open. In the Premier Division, which is the second tier of local soccer, Carrick Town host Gertrude Celtic in the Boyle Road showgrounds at 11am also on Sunday morning. Both those games kick off at 11am in the Bee Park and in Carrick in the showgrounds. Good to see the teams going well. Carrick Town, of course, beaten last week by a Raf Quitaro inspired um, Real Tubber. And the irony is Raf will be in that Finn Harp squad uh, that's playing on Saturday night against Longford. So it shows the difference in the standard isn't huge to be going from uh, National League Premier Division side this week was playing with Real Tubber against Carrick Town last week. Uh, obviously well established in the game, but it shows that you can make those jumps and the gaps aren't huge uh, they're a little bit bigger, but they're not massive, uh, and they, they can really be made in terms of those sports. Uh, we also will have um, a look at the rugby, and there's AIL action this weekend, but not a lot happening on the junior level in the, the, in the province. Sligo faced a long trip to Stradbrook to play Blackrock College. Now, it's the third time in 12 months they'll have played these sides after last year's playoff and earlier in the league this year. Blackrock have won both the previous games by scoring in the last minute to take the lead. And Sligo, who performed best in both of those games, will be looking for a, a revenge this time round and hoping there's a case a third time lucky that they can get the same start and hold on to those leads. So they play at 2.30 kickoff in Stradbrook in Dublin in Monkstown. Uh, on Saturday afternoon. So the very best luck to Sligo Rugby in that. As I said, neither of the other senior teams in the region in action. No games for Sligo in the junior ranks or for Carrick and Shannon in the junior ranks. But one game of note is the under-17 boys' side from Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club. They make the trip to Corrib for the Division 2 League semi-final. So a big day out for those lads and hopefully they can do the business. Uh, they finished, I think, third in the group stage and they play second away, which is Corrib. Uh, and this that happens this weekend. The very, very best of luck. Now, let's get into the nuts and bolts of the weekend sporting action. And I suppose we'll start with the NFL second round game against Cork on Sunday afternoon in Carrick and Shannon. And I spoke to Shane Quinn about the game last week and his hopes and the aspirations of the entire squad going into the game with Cork. But first, let's have a chat with one of the, the people who's been there, done that in the Leitrim jersey over the years. He was in Celtic Park last week as a pundit with Ocean FM. And Aidan Rooney joins me now to talk about what he sees as the potential for this Leitrim side. Now, of course, Leitrim taking on Cork in Avoncar Park, Sean McDermott, uh, this Sunday. And one of the people I had the pleasure to have a conversation with at the game in Derry on Saturday night, Aidan Rooney, now pundit, obviously, for Ocean FM. Aidan, welcome to the show. Hello, Bethany. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm great. Looking forward to another busy weekend. Well, after last weekend, because we did have a conversation um, ahead of the game where we didn't really fancy our chances of coming away with a, a point. We were both pleasantly surprised, though. Ah, oh, we were. I think everybody in the ground was pleasantly surprised. I think, um, you know, even even the greatest optimist going down to, to um, Celtic Park last Sunday, you know, um, wouldn't have anticipated what happened in the game. You know, the fact that Leitrim left Celtic Park with a point, I've been disappointed with a point, um, after playing the majority of the of the best football of the day, is a very very um, 
good place to be in going into next Sunday. Like, look, at, I suppose the reality, you know, Leitrim are always going to look at this division and saying, can we stay in it? And after last Sunday's performance, without getting carried away, the team showed a level of maturity, you know, the level of performance, particularly, you know, in, in the lead up to the game, you know, preparation, you know, from the outside didn't look great, but obviously Terry had the work done. Um, you know, before Christmas and whatever else, and you know, the performance was it was excellent. You know, now I suppose it's about repeating, but we would have been going to the first two games, anticipating probably no points, and looking for performances to get us into into a fighting weight for the next games. But the reality now is that um, Cork are coming to uh, Carrick on Sunday. You know, where the, it, it it hasn't been a very happy hunting ground for them before. You know, um, in in the, in the 90s, you know, Leitrim competed very well with Cork. You know, over the over the over the years, but um, like Sunday's game now comes into um into focus for Leitrim people thinking, you know, hold on a second, maybe we can get something out of this game. You know, maybe we can get something out of this game. A, a couple so, of things, um, a couple of things, Aidan, on that, and I suppose really, is it a case of keeping the camp happy because obviously. We don't have the option of bringing in more players. Who we have is in the squad, more or less, with maybe one or two exceptions. But who we have is there already. We have to work with what we've got, given the population of the county. So the fact that Terry let a glut of them go away on a social event during the FBD League, does that keep morale in the camp happy? The lads come back and say, well, Terry looked after us for that thing in our, in our personal lives. Now let's go and give back to the team. That must be the way it happened, Breffney. You know what I mean? We had conversations on this, I suppose, you know, in private circles through the, you know, before, before the, um, before the game as to, you know, what would have happened. You know, I, I know there's quite a substantial number of guys away on that trip and that's fine. But what would have happened if there was one or two guys away on that trip? You know, how would Terry have dealt with that situation? You know, would he, would he have dealt a little bit more harshly with it? Like we don't know, but the outcome, the outcome has been excellent. You know, the outcome has been a performance. You know, beyond what the expectation was, um, it was very rep- you know it replicated what we did last year early on in the season in the Mayo game and the FPD and then into the into the league games and the Wexford game. You know, so they replicated last season. You know, in a in a, in a higher division, which is which is a great testament um, to where we're at. Like we know from the performances last year that we sustained the performance right through the league, and you're only hoping that um, you know Rory Gallagher set up with a very defensive you know setup last weekend. Leitrim exploited it. You know, Leitrim owned the ball for the first 15 minutes. Um, you know, got their foothold in the game. You know, whether Cork will play differently next Sunday, I'd imagine they probably will. Um, but the reality was that um, Derry gave Leitrim an opportunity and Leitrim took it. Um, you know, like Rory's style of play is quite defensive and attack on the break. And, you know, we, we counted in the first half, in the first 15 minutes, Derry had 14 men, you know, in their own half of the field defending Leitrim who owned the ball. And as a result, you know, Leitrim got the confidence from it. You know, they... They built a performance level that was good enough to, you know, we all thought at the game we should have won it. You know what I mean? We, you know, Leach's performance certainly merited the point they got, if, if not the second point. But, you know, from that point of view, roughly, like we're in a very good position now. You know, we, ha- we have a great um, start made. And like I've seen the last number of years you know, with Sligo here, like staying in Division 3, you know, five, six points is your target. You know, that point in Derry could be invaluable come to the end of the league. People had been grouping, I suppose anecdotally, they'd been grouping Cork and Derry together as games that we didn't expect to really take anything out of. Does the point in Derry last week now mean that Cork is a is a target? We, we could get another point or maybe even two from this game on Sunday. Well, looking at the Offaly performance last weekend against Cork, you know, Offaly were in the game for a long, long time. You know, Cork eventually pulled away at, at, at the end of the match. But the reality, you know, now is for Leitrim, with Cork coming to Carrick and Shannon, you know, Cork are going to have to travel well. You know, they're going to have to come in a very positive frame of mind 
I know they have they have heavy heavyweights in Ronald McCarthy and Keane O'Neill, you know, with the team and experienced guys looking after the team. But the reality is they have to come to Cork or come to Carrigan Channel and get a performance next next Sunday for themselves now. So they're on the back of a win at home. That's that's great for them. You know, we were on down the road and got our point against a team who were going to take points off everyone in the group. You know, um, so Cork now the pressure's on Cork. Obviously, you know, we're going to Carrigan Channel next Sunday and uh, anything out of the game. Would be would would be huge for us. Um, look, and, and you wouldn't write you know write the lads off at this stage. And like to be fair, you know we're missing some key players. You know we're missing we're missing forwards. You know they're you know obviously Ryan O'Rourke is injured. You know Evan Sweeney's not featuring at the moment. You know so we're missing lads up front who who played all through last season. You know with great effect for us. So you know it's very very positive from a different point of view now that we have players to come back into a group that's already performing well. Has the results so far change your perspective on where we're going to sit in the league table at the end of the season? Uh, no, no, no. The Division 3 is a dogfight. Um, and I think about Division 3, I think Martin alluded to it last year in the commentary, Division 4 can be a horrible division if you don't win your first couple of games, you know, because it becomes kind of, um, it's, a, it's a dead rubber. You know, your league is over. And as a result, your season is probably, you know, coming to an end early because, you know, momentum drops. But Division 3 is a different kettle of fish. Like, it's go down to the last game you know, for all intents and purposes. And, you know, the way the league has started now would lead you to believe it's going to be very, very tight. Um, you know, the, the teams that lost last week, I see Longford are afraid of Offaly now, and all of a sudden there's going to be a kickback from teams. The reality is, you know, there's very little in the teams. Um, you know, obviously, if Leitrim have performed to the level we saw last week, it, it brings up, you know, what we would have perceived to be the lowest common denominator or one of the lower ones up to a level where, hold on a second now, these guys can compete up here and are good enough to compete. And that's what Leitrim showed last that, you know, last week. You know, they had players who really stepped up all over the field. And, you know, we have a forward line now that's, that has a potency about it. You know, and that's, that, you know, that's a good starting place for any team. Now, you yourself would have played at Division 2 back in the day with Leitrim. Is this squad capable of maybe developing into a Division 2 side? Maybe not for next season, but for a couple of years down the line. Or are we? is Division 3 where we should be? Last year, and we were, but you know, the work Terry has done, and, and the, the motivational, you know, skills he possesses, and you know, the team level of fitness, and everything looks right at the moment, you know. And you know, we always talk about forwards winning games, and that's not coming from you know from a forward speaking that that's a reality. And you know, when you have the the, the, fair, the players in the forward division who have who have the capabilities of doing the damage Leitrim did last week, like one fourteen was a was a huge score, and we only had two wides in the game, you know, which kind of I suppose leads us to believe that we took every opportunity that came our way. Um, I, I think we have forwards now of the calibre um, coming in. Like Gary Rooney was fantastic. Keith Byrne was, was fantastic. Shane Moran was fantastic. You know, the half-forward line worked tirelessly doing its job. You know, we now have, have, have a very potent forward line. And you add in, you know, as the guys I mentioned earlier, back into that mix. And, you know, we, we, we do have, have options up there. And even the players we have lost since last year, you know, like we saw a bit of small county, a small pick, but all of a sudden we're talking about you know, we've lost some key players to the group and we're still able to compete at this level. So it kind of belies all the all the you know perceived norms that we don't have the players. We, I, I, I think we, we might have the players. <laughs> the neck on the block for Sunday, what do you think the outcome's going to be for Leitrim? Ah, look, the way it started, you know, we, we, we had all talked about, I suppose, loosely talked, loose tongue talk about, you know, Leitrim, you know, maybe getting getting a heavy, a heavy enough... Um, you know, tanking last Sunday, like, what it showed was it's going to be very tight. You know, obviously there were some beatings of seven or eight points in the, in the league in some games. 
like Cork are coming under pressure. You know, the start is obviously huge on Sunday, but I would, I wouldn't write off anything on Sunday at this stage. You know, um, you know the, the weather. I think it's, it's going to be middling over the weekend. It's going to be damp enough. You know, it's going to be a game where fitness and stuff. And Leitrim showed last year, you know, a huge level of fitness and commitment to the cause. And there was no time in the games last year when we thought, you know, this team's going to run out of legs because it didn't. And we thought in the Mayo game in the FBD, you know, Leitrim had a, you know, decent first half. We thought, oh, no, the second half we're going to struggle here now. You know, we're not going to be able to keep this up against the Division 1 team. And we did, you know, comfortably. So, you know, this team is, um, is punching, it's punching probably a little bit above its weight. But, you know, like we're now trying to say, you know, what his weight actually is. So, you know, talking about the game on Sunday, you know, at this stage, you know, you'd be very disappointed if Leitrim weren't going to be very, very close to Cork. You know, Leitrim are holding all the aces and all the pressures on Cork. You know, they're the elite squad. They're the elite team. They're expected to get promotion out of the division. A bit like last Sunday. But the reality for Leitrim now is that if we get a performance on Sunday um, in front of our home, our home partisan support, like Cork obviously won't travel in, in numbers to this game. Um, I wouldn't imagine. So you're going to be have a heavy weight as home support, and now we're buzzing again, like we were last season, leaving Crow Park. You know, Leitrim are buzzing. We're we're looking for we're looking for a huge performance again, and now people are coming with anticipation to Carrick and Shannon against Cork, which you know might seem crazy, but that's where we were in our in our in, in our in our better days, numbers of years ago. So now all of a sudden we're getting back to that level again. So I predict, you know, Breffney under under the circumstances. And the performance last week, you know, we have to look at getting something out of this game now, you know. Um, and we talked about a performance beforehand, but now maybe a performance and, and a result is possible for us. And sure, if that was the case, then you're looking up the table, you know, at the, at the top end of the table for the rest of the season, which would be a brilliant position to be in. Well, listen, Aidan, on that, I'm going to leave you. And thank you very much for your uh, analysis of what promises to be a, a potentially exciting weekend for Leitrim football. Thanks very much, Aidan. Thanks, Breffney. Now there's an old Irish saying, Tus my Latna Hibra. And last Saturday evening was exactly that for Leitrim when a good start was half the battle. Shane Quinn, who was one of the 15 Warriors, took to the field in Celtic Park last Saturday evening. It joins me now. Shane, welcome back to the programme. Uh, cheers for having me, Murphy. It must be a good time to be in the Leitrim camp with the, uh, the result last weekend, really setting up what has the potential to be a, a decent season looking forward. Oh, it is, yeah. It's a great place to uh, to be, but um, we're, we were kind of disappointed that we only that we only came away with a draw last week. You know, we went there with uh, full intention to win, and we, we controlled the game for large parts of the game. It was only our own mistakes that kind of cost us uh, that that point. So we were kind of we we're we we're disappointed that we only have one point on the board instead of two. But uh, you know, the confidence that we're taking from it is, is massive. Like you know, we've all we've, we've really rolled in together. You know, since, since that Roscommon game, you know, but, and you know, training has has gone up something serious. So it's a great it's a great place to be, it's a great environment to be in now at the minute. Yeah, so but that did not there. that didn't all happen in the space of two weeks, let's be honest about it. This has been a, a team in progress since Terry took the job over a year ago now. Yeah, that's it. Even even before that, uh Joel good to this team uh was there in New York. Like I think that like that New York uh, game was it was a big kind of help to development a lot of the a lot of young players like the, the age profile uh, then was was massive like you know it was very it was very young and you know having the experience from that game and then you know the experience and the Terry brought uh, brought in last year and you know has continued this year so he's brought uh, Kevin Downs in with him this year too and he's he's kind of brought he's brought us on to another level again uh, in training like. 
what's happening inside the camp privately that that we've been missing because all the pundits were saying Leitrim were going to take a hide in the last week and it never looked like happening from about three minutes into the game Leitrim were in charge yeah that's it there's no massive secrets in the camp um, whatever we were in the dressing room we all knew that we were capable of of producing that like and producing that better like you know, we still made a lot of mistakes there and so there's still lots of things to improve on. Like we knew in the camps from from one to to thirty and managing team that so we gave ourselves that uh, we knew ourselves that we were capable of, of producing what we produced. Like there's no there, there's no there's no mad secret about it. There's nothing really massive that's going on. It's it's just uh, the self belief that you know, Terry and, and the backroom team have all have, has instilled in us since since last year and even the beginning of this year. Like you know it's just it's gone on it's gone up another another level. Of course, this weekend, Cork are in your sights. What's the uh, mood like going into that game on Sunday? Ah, yeah, and, uh, I'm, you know, everyone's kind of excited to, you know, to bring Cork to Carrick. Like, and you know, we're not we're not taking our eye off it. Like, um, you know, they're, they're serious opposition. But at the end of the day, like, you know, we we're in Division Three too, so are they. So like, we have nothing to we've nothing to fear going into them. Like, it's, it's a massive challenge, but you know, that's the challenge that we want. We want to be playing these teams and having these challenges. Uh, to to progress like it's a bit surreal to have a kind of an expectation level going into these games where we can compete when maybe seven days ago we didn't have that what's it like being in a squad when when the expectation levels change so quickly uh, ahead of games and between games yeah well the the levels that change kind of doesn't really affect us too much because we expect every time we go out that we're going to perform that we're that like you know we believe that we're able to compete with these lads so it's it's really kind of the outside um that's that's changed with you know, nothing inside it has changed and that's that's the way we keep it like just the way we the way, the way we keep going nothing's changed for us it's just kind of the, the supporters that's, that might have just to change how has the training at the mood been in training this week ah uh, yeah and ever since you know uh, the Rostami game the Tuesday night we had a few words and um, we were all back together and ever since then the mood in the camp has been has been you know it's been electric like you know everyone Everyone's kind of bouncing off each other, and you know everything is beyond you know, the serious intensity, and you know, there's a serious buzz around the place. And it's just important to kind of to keep that keep that going because you know success breeds success, and uh, you know it's everything is when everything is looking good, everything's you know fine and dandy. Like just so important to keep that going for the rest of the campaign. Terry has talked about how he likes to build his teams on a on a good defensive, a good solid defense, and a, a nice counter attacking play you're a big part of that in terms of breaking forward anything that we might not expect that you can tell us about for Saturday, Sunday's game <laughs> no not really I don't set up with our game plan you know, so we have we're able to vary but lots of ways like, you know, we have the boys up there we're, we're able to mix and match defence and attack like we have serious serious attacking threats and from all angles like we, we don't just play the one way like we have a number of different ways to, to hurt teams like you know we're, we're strong in, we're strong in lots of places that you know teams wouldn't really think and it's just, it's just about utilizing what we really have and you know, driving on well listen Shane I'm sure there'll be a great crowd in Avancard Park Sean McDermott on Sunday afternoon cheering on the green and gold and the very best luck to you thanks for taking my call cheers Reggie thanks very much <laughs>
Now, it was only last week that we first debuted volleyball on the show, but we're back again because there's been another result this week that we really want to talk about. I'm joined by Shane Hegarty and John King of Drumshambo Vocational School. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thanks very much, Bertrand. Now it's been <laughs> no problem, John. It's been a a busy week because after winning the national championships last week, which we covered on the show, you've gone on to play the Northern Ireland champions in the kind of the, the champions playoff, and you've won that. You're now champions of the whole island. Congratulations! Thanks very much, Brittany. Yeah, it was kind of a bit of a surprise, I suppose. We, my wife would have gone in as underdogs really for this, so it was a nice bonus to end the top of the year off on a with the cherry. Now you say underdogs, but. In the so doing, you've actually become the joint record holders of this title with four wins. That's a huge achievement for any county, never mind one from such a small rural part of the country. Uh, absolutely, yeah. I suppose it speaks to volumes to the kind of the work that's been done down through the years here in Drumshambo from the man beside me, John King. It's uh, it's um, kind of a symbol of how hard the work has gone in throughout the generations. And thankfully, it seems to be passed on, so... We'll keep adding to it, hopefully. Let's talk about the game yesterday. A tight three-setter. All teams in the hunt until the, the death in all three sets. Talk to us about how the game developed. Oh, yeah, it was extremely tight, Brefney, to be honest. Such a, I'd be lying if I said it, it didn't, couldn't have gone either way, really. like We were just came out on top in the end. Um, at one stage, we were quite a few points down. We clawed back. And, yeah, like either team really could have won it. We kind of started well, I suppose. We did the first set 25-20. Uh, but within that, even the league kind of changed hands a couple of times and we kind of pulled away towards the end. Uh, second set, we were clear five points at one stage. Then we went down five points. Then we came back again. We were beaten eventually 25-27. So going into the third set, it was all about keeping the lads kind of focused and keeping their heads up, which they did, thankfully. And we kind of eventually clawed our way to a 25-22 victory. It was very much kind of tooth and nail there at one stage. but. Campbell led most of the way to set, yeah. And Campbell led most of the way for most of it. Pretty nerve-wracking. It must have been tough to watch. Oh, very much so. I've lost above the stone and sweat on the sideline. I'm still <laughs> recovering. <laughs> in terms of the performers, you might talk, because I know we spoke to a few of the lads on the team last week, but who were the better players on the day? Um, well, I suppose it's a cliche to say, but can every player really did play their part, even a few of the subs that came on. Um, you had a f- we used our subs much more. Yeah, we, our subs played a far bigger part this this uh, yesterday than last week. Now and we badly needed them. We had kind of spiked winners from the likes of Radic Overwan, Rona Moore, uh, Owen Gucky, and Connor Flood and Carol Winters off the bench. We had Danny McQueenie setting for one set, and then we tried to mix it up. We did it with Eric Overwan setting for another set, and both played a key part. Kieran McMorrow was all over the back line and setting at the front as well, and Sean Moore and got to some great ball digging on the back line as well. So it'd be fair to say that absolutely everyone played their part. Like I think if we even if one lad had been injured, it would have cost us. It was that tight. And in terms of volleyball, obviously we spoke last week about how it's not really outside of the school environment in the county. Is there any chance that the, the club that club could develop out of this and, and actually push it on? Because if we've athletes of this calibre in the county or are other sports too big of a draw to really make it a, a regular thing in a, a club environment as opposed to the school? I don't think so, no. I think it's more that I suppose it's just someone has kind of put it together, really. It's just a case that it's been kind of, I suppose, restricted to school uh, terms. It's just suited with the weather and that. It's very much an indoor sport here in Ireland, so it suits to be played over the winter. Um, but there's definitely the, 
there's definitely the talent here in the town to set up a club if someone wanted to take that bat and run with it. Um, I could see it being very successful. Let's hear from John for a second, just because I know you're on, a, on the shared phone line there. John, from a... Uh, just, a just, a, uh, just a slightly correct story. That it's only Drumshambo. Uh, Manor Hamilton won more All-Irons in the late 2010s than we did. They were in four finals and won two. And back in the 80s, uh, the two schools in, in Carrick, uh, the vocational school in Marymount, uh, were very competitive and reached... Uh, finals in the northwest there was a tournament that had all sligo and leach in the northwest so so it, it was wider in in schools in the area you know uh, going back in time you know and then as i say Marahampton had a very good run in the late 2010s in terms of the actual history of the sport in the school obviously it's long established as you've just pointed out uh, it must be nice john for yourself as a retired member of staff to see that this tradition continues yeah, I mean, it was a huge surprise. Uh, first of all, that you know that it was taken up. I think Marty Fallon just put it out there, and Aidan Shannon, sort of, and Sean Scollin initially said that they they would take it up, and uh, that was one thing. But then, you know, in my last ten years, we did not win one All Ireland. So I mean, it got the enthusiasm youth into it and then Shane came along as well so you know nothing like a youthful exuberance uh, uh, leading the path well listen gentlemen uh, on that note I'm going to leave you you've obviously been nominated for our monthly sports award which goes out in a vote next week so uh, congratulations on that as well I know it won't figure quite as high as the national titles will in the last two weeks but it's an exciting time for the sport in the school and in the surrounding areas as well thanks very much for joining me Thanks very much, Brayfield. And thanks on behalf of all the school as well for the kind of bringing attention to it as well. We're very um, thankful for that. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks, Brayfield. Now, Manor Rangers are still flying towards the top of the Sligo and Leitrim District Super League Championship race. And I'm joined by their manager, Thomas MacDonald, to discuss their next fixture, which is against Cartron, who are also at the top end of the table. Thomas, welcome back to the programme. Hello, Rafi. How are you? I'm great. And yourself? I'm good now. All good. It's been a good couple of weeks for Manor Rangers, and you now face a big game this weekend. Another title challenger in the shape of Cartron. They slipped up last week, but they won't be an easy pushover at all this week. How are you hoping uh, the game goes? Yeah, th- th- these um, last few weeks have been still going strong. I think last time I talked to you was after the Rainmore match, and since then we last week we played Glenview and we got over that match. And now we have Carton, as you mentioned, and it's, it is a big game. It's, it's a huge game. They're they're still top of the table, as you said. There, they did have a bit of a slip up. They drew last weekend, so they dropped two points. So we, we we've uh, stepped up on them another wee bit. And now this is, uh, I suppose, our opportunity to to try and to try and take more points of them and maybe take them off the top. But they'll be seeing this as a huge game for their season as well. They'll need to to beat us, and as I said, we we need to get a result of them or, or beat them. It's been some return for Cartran to the the league because they obviously came up from the Premier Division last year. Does that show how big the the gulf really isn't that big between say the the first division or the Premier Division? and the Super League if Cartron were in that second tier last season? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I'm not exactly sure 
where Cartram were before last season. I could be wrong in saying I, I'm not sure. They, they have been a team there for years. I don't know what they about for a few seasons and then they regrouped last year. But whatever way they did it, they, they had a very strong uh, season. I think I think they cruised through the, the Division 1 and again, since they've came up, they've been going fierce well in the Super League to which, as you said, it could show that there's um, not that big of a gulf. But I think I don't think all the teams in Division One will come up and uh, have the success they're having. Maybe the the top top two or three teams might be able to compete as well as they're doing. In terms of the the title challenge, and I know you don't like talking about the the overall picture. You prefer to focus game on game. But in terms of the title challenge, you've beaten Carberry once this year. Cartron, the other challengers for the title. A win on Sunday really sets out a message that Manor Rangers are in this. Yeah, it's um, it's a game again that we we have to send out a message. We ha- we have to win the game really. Um, you know, if if we if we lose the game, Carton will jump from thirty four points to thirty seven, and we'll remain on thirty one points. So there'll be a uh, six points between us. I know we do have two games in hand. But the thing is, Cartron already have the points on the board. So we need to take the three points and then try and go joint joint uh, top or second. Or, but just uh, we, we have to get a result, definitely. In terms of the team facing into the game, any injury worries, anyone unavailable? Um, no, I think I have everybody available now. You know, there is a few minor knocks and niggles. It's just every game is so important now that... You know the the games are coming hot and heavy between between league action, um, Connacht Connacht Cup action, and there during the week the fixtures came out for the the Glasshouse Cup, which will be uh, near the end of February. So you know there's no rest, so you do pick up a few niggles, and that's why we try to do a bit of squad rotation and some weeks give lads a rest and give other boys opportunities. You gave a few arrests in the last round of the Connacht Cup, still came through, albeit with the help of a, a late goal and a penalty shootout. In terms of going forward, you've drawn Athen Rye in the next level of that, more Galway opposition. This time they have to, again, travel to the B Park. Are you confident of maybe taking a scalp from another Galway side in, in that competition? Yeah, look, it's great that we have Athen Rye, Rye's first team or Athen Rye eight. They, they have two teams or I don't know they have more but they, they have two teams anyone A to B um, yeah it, it, it's a big game and I've been kind of once you see who you get drawn against you kind of start monitoring them a bit more and I know as well as Atenry being in the last 32 against us they're also in the last 16 teams in the country in the FAI so they're having a magnificent season I think they're in the they're up near the top of the Premier Division in Galway as well so Look, I, I know what's coming here. This is going to be a huge challenge. It is massive that we've got them at home and they have to travel to the B Park. Hopefully that might unsettle them a little bit. And depending how they get on this weekend in the in the, in the last 16 of the FAI, you know, see what form they're in next week. But it, it is a massive challenge. Do you get a chance to maybe have a look at them play before uh, that game? Or, or do you have the resources at this level to, to, to do that, to travel to, to see them play in, in one of their games? Um, they are at home this weekend in the FAI. They got a nice draw at home, so I think it's Crumlin United from Dublin are coming down to them. But I, you know, I, I would love to go up to see them. But again, I suppose I don't know what it is—two and a half hours away—and I've uh, 
I'll be concentrating on, on our own game for Sunday morning so I, I won't get up to see them but um, you know I'll, I'll be monitoring it on Facebook or, or something and you know I, I know they're going to be a quality side anyway in terms of players going forward, obviously you've had some of the young lads coming in. Um, some of them involved with the the school side as well that your brother Anthony looks after. In terms of the, the whole feeling around Manor Hamilton over the last few months and even the last twelve months with the footballers winning the national or the county title, the the schools winning another, a provincial title, and now Manor Rangers kind of really coming into it as well. It must be a really good feel good factor around sport in general in the town. Yeah, it's it, it's great. Um, I remember back when we were in the in the in the GA when we were in the county final. I remember that day we had a we had a soccer match in against Ahana, and I, I was there for the first half managing, and then I had to head back to Manor to meet up with the the team to head to Carrick for the final. And on the way back, the second half, I was getting the reports from our game, and Robbie, as we've been chatting about, scored two goals that day. And we got the win in Anna, which is always a tough place to go to. We we won two one, and then we went on to Carrick, and we won the championship final. And then boys came back into the soccer, and there was a, a good buzz or a good feeling about the place. And you know our our team has gone from strength to strength, and are continuing to do so. And hopefully we will bring that again into this weekend. Okay, well listen in your hunt for the. The first ever Super League title to come to Manor Hamilton. It would be great to see uh, you progress one stage further, to, closer to that title, with a victory on Sunday morning. But uh, the very best of luck in your encounter with Cartron at 11 a.m. in the B Park in Manor Hamilton. And I'm sure all support will be gratefully appreciated by the lads and yourself. Yeah, thanks, Brefney. It would be great to see as many people out as possible and, and push the lads on. So hope, hopefully they'll, they'll turn up in this big game on Sunday. Excellent. Well, listen, well done and best of luck on Sunday. Thank you, Rafferty. Bye-bye. All month we have been talking about the Leitrim Daily Sports Person of the Month Award. There are three categories and we have the final week's nominations to announce on today's show. We'll also go through the full list of everybody who will be on the public vote, which starts on our website on Monday. Now, in terms of the extra names in the hat for this week, we had one more category, one more candidate, should we say, in the international category, and that is Drumtrambo Boys Volleyball Cadet side. They were, of course, nominated after winning the national title 10 days ago, but now they find themselves in the international category as well because of a fabulous victory during the week against the Northern Ireland champions, Campbell College. And they are also in that category. They'll be up against Dean Clancy, the international boxer who made his Irish debut at the Stranger Tournament in Sofia, Bulgaria, during the month. That's the international category done and dusted. There's a glut of additions in the national category this week. I suppose that's down to the return of the national leagues. We're looking at five different names on the list this week from four different sports. Two of the 15 who took to the field against Derry last weekend take a nomination. They are Shane Quinn and Keith Byrne, while Dara Mitchell of North Leitrim Athletics Club also receives a nomination. Martin Feeney of Leitrim Hurlers gets nominated despite their defeat to Enniskillen. Despite their defeat. Martin Feeney of Leitrim Hurlers gets nominated despite their defeat to Fermanagh in Enniskillen. Last week he played fabulously at full arc wing back. He played fabulously at wing back while Carla Le Guin represents the ladies 
she had a fabulous victory in a rather facile win over Derry, but player of the game on the day in question. In the local category, we have three nominations and two of them are under the age of 10. Scott Williams and Sarah Mulvaney Kelly with outstanding times in the streets of Ballyshannon, 5k and 10k over the week end last week. Congratulations to both Sarah and Scott for their fantastic achievements. They join Connor Flood, a member of the Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club under 17 side who reached the Connacht League semi-final with a fabulous victory last weekend. He's also a member of that Drumshambo Vocational Schools of Volleyball team so he actually finds himself nominated himself and his teammates in no fewer than all of the categories. Not a bad month by Connor standards. And did I mention he's also in the Leitrim Under-17 squad as well. Bit of a multi-talented star for the future there in Drumshambo. That brings us to 25 total nominations across all of the categories. As we mentioned, just the two in the international section this week, or this month, Dean Clancy in boxing and the boys team from Drumshambo after their international cadet victory during the week. In national, we have a load of names. So let's go through them quickly. Keith Byrne of Gaelic Football, Breach Connolly for Athletics, Colin Crossan for Pool, the Drumshambo Vocational School Boys Cadets Volleyball side for their national title victory 10 days ago. Matthew Early for his Connacht Senior Cup victory with Sligo Rugby just before the end of last year. Martin Feeney for his hurling performance with Leitrim against Fermanagh last weekend. Killian Gaffey for his outstanding performance for the under-20s Gaelic football side. Jack Kelly and Peter Moran, both individually nominated there for their part in the under-13 Sligo Leitrim Ulster Championship victory for the soccer. While Conor Langan and Carla Le Guin, as we mentioned already in this in the hat for this year's or this month's competition. Alana McGuinness with fine indoor performances in athletics and Dara Mitchell, another fine under 20 national title, a national, not a title, a medal for him in the 3K walk last weekend. Shane Quinn, as we mentioned, rounding off the list. Uh, we do, of course, have a local category as well. And as we mentioned, Scott Williams, Connor Flood and Sarah Mulvaney Kelly, they're all added to the list this week to give us a total of nine people in this category. Shane Byrne of Carrick Town, Keith Cross and Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club, Robbie Cunningham of Manor Rangers, Connor Flood, as we mentioned, of Carrick Rugby, which is what he got the nomination for, but also a member of that Drumshambo volleyball team. Sean Hayden of Carrick Town, Brian MacDonald, Manor Rangers, Sarah Mulvaney Kelly of North Leitrim Athletic Club, St. Clair's Comprehensive Boys Junior Soccer Team, who won a provincial title uh, at junior level, junior B level in soccer in Athlone Town just under two weeks ago, while Scott Williams rounds out the list from North Leitrim Athletic Club. So much talent and so many fantastic achievements. It's going to be absolute nightmare to pick a winner from that, but we'll be hoping that you'll help us do that. We'll be talking about the, this competition and who's won it on next week's show. But in the meantime, we're going to be asking you on Monday to help us pick who that will be. The vote will be open for 48 hours, and it's a oh, that's a tough, tough category to pick. So many fantastic names and so many fantastic performances. The public vote is just a guide for us so we can see what's happening. There will be a panel next week on the show who will go through each candidate and pick a winner with help and advice from yourselves. Now, to try and keep it as simple as possible, 
It's one vote per person. You must register with an email address to get on the vote. So there won't be any gerrymandering of the votes. I know it's vote season. No little tricks or anything like that. We're going to have one vote, one person. We will be keeping an eye on it. So the very best of luck to all of our candidates. You all deserve to win this award and fantastic, fantastic performances for the month. And it's just January. We've got national titles, international titles, provincial titles to beat the band through the county. And there's much, much more to come as the year progresses. Anyway, if you want to be involved and to vote for that, don't forget, get on our email list and get that email when it comes out on Monday with all the details. You can find more information on each of the candidates on our website by clicking on the awards section of the website leitrimdaily.com forward slash awards and you'll find all the information about each of the candidates the very best of luck to you all and that folks is all we have time for this week thank you very much to all my guests for bringing us up to date with everything that went on in their neck of the woods over the last seven days and looking forward to the next seven as well i'll be in carrick and shannon on sunday afternoon i'm really looking forward to that game i'll also be at the soccer games on saturday but it's a big action-packed sporting weekend ahead in the region Uh, thank you very much to everyone for listening i will be back tomorrow with a really important show and it's the i suppose a look at the general election which happens in one week's time and on the 8th of february we will decide who will lead our, our country for the next five years the show tomorrow will feature a short interview, about 10 minutes, with each of the candidates in the region who wanted to have a chat with us and let us let us bring to you, the listeners, who is running and what they stand for. So we'll have a short 10-minute conversation with each candidate in the election that you have an option to vote for, and we will be talking to them about who they are, why they're in politics, what they're hoping to achieve, And it'll give you a really good insight into who these people are and why you should vote for one of them next Saturday on the 8th of February when you're asked for your input into who you think should lead the next government. I'll be back tomorrow with that show. It's very exciting. We've put a lot of work into it here in the channel. We're really proud of giving that platform to the smaller candidates but also to the larger candidates to talk about themselves and and really explain why they're involved and and what their motivations are and hopefully you can help make your own mind up about who you would want to represent you and who will get your vote on february the 8th i'll be back then talk to you tomorrow